Hello. Hello. Good times. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and joining us on this, an emergency episode of Tep and Step. Have we ever had an emergency episode of Tep and Step? Is this the inaugural emergency episode? I think this is the inaugural emergency episode, but I've got to tell you, if we're ever going to dust off the title of emergency, this feels like the time. This is uh, uncharted territory for uh, all of us right now. Let me... not, not, not just talking about Corona. We're not even talking about COVID. We're just talking about football season as we know it in 2020. It is. It is. We, we are moving into some new water here. Let me ask you a question. And we're going to get into all the, the nitty gritty and, and all that fun stuff of, of, of the UIL's big announcement today. But I was thinking about this and I, it came out of my mouth on the show on TFT today. And I guess I like afterwards. I've been thinking about it a lot. Is this the biggest announcement in UIL history? The biggest one I can remember. I mean, this this is complete. I mean, we're it, this is Texas. We're a football state, and the UIL announcement today has really, for at least one year, completely changed the fabric of an iconic Texas institution, which is high school football. So. Uh, the only thing I can think of that maybe comes close is maybe the single site state championships, but that impacts such a small number of schools. This impacts literally every football playing school in Texas. I know. It's just the more I think about it, the more I think about what a wild, wild situation this is. Okay, so let's let's set the table. Um, and, and in case, first, I mean, it's weird. I don't, on one hand, you guys are Dave Campbell's Texas football insiders, and so you're in the loop. And so the idea that this is the first you're hearing of this of this news, um, I think is is probably not the case. But just in case, we should probably, we should, yeah, we can reset. So the UIL today announced a um that they would delay the start of all fall activities for the state's two largest classifications including texas high school football by five weeks but the announcement does not change the schedule for the smaller classifications i'm reading off of steps uh, piece on texasfootball.com for class 6a and class 5a the uil pushed the start of practice slated to start august 3rd to september 7th the first week of texas high school football games will now happen on september 24th through 26th four weeks later than the original 27th august 27th through 29th start date the move has major impacts on all extracurricular activities most notably football the playoffs for 6a and 5a which were originally slated to start on november 12th will now begin thursday december 3rd the uil state championship games which are scheduled to be december 16th through 19th at at&t stadium in arlington they are now moving to a date to be determined in january Untouched for now, though, is Class 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A, which will continue as scheduled. Practices will start on August 3rd. Games kick off uh, August 27th through 29th. Playoffs begin November 12th. And state championships remain mid to late December in uh, for those four smaller classifications. I guess they could move to uh, Friday, Saturday, I guess, now. They could. Yeah, and th- there's a lot to dive into. But I- I- what I want to do first is kind of set the table about what, we were hearing and when because 
you know, we this is podcast. We, we can we can pull the curtain back a little bit. We knew that an announcement was coming. And in fact, I believe I called you last Monday. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think last Monday you called me mm-hmm. and you kind of got the drop that, that the, and we thought as of last Monday that the season was going to be delayed to, to Labor Day mm-hmm. for all classifications, mm-hmm. not just 5A and 6A, but we were under the impression last week that it was going to be all classifications. And we were also under the impression that the, uh, it was going to be a truncated season that we were looking mm-hmm. at. An eight-game season in seven weeks mm-hmm. is what we kind of that, – that was the working plan that we were working with up until late last week, right? Yeah, up until late last week when you started telling me, you were saying, hey, um, I'm hearing from a number of coaches that, yes, the delay is coming. There's going to be every classification. Everybody's going to start after Labor Day. But then you had been hearing that – Okay, no, we're gonna have a full season. And in fact, uh, I, you know, I, I, I know one of your sources said that you were on the phone with the UIL, and that there were some people at the UIL who the phrase that keeps coming back in my 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 brain was hell bent. They were yeah. absolutely positively going to play a full season. Yes, full full season and full playoffs. And mind you, full playoffs. Uh, I know today in, in TFT in our comments there was some discussion about reducing the number of playoff teams that full playoffs was, was anything less than full playoffs was not on the table. It was always going to be six weeks of playoffs or playoff teams. It was just a matter of the regular season where we're going to see a truncated regular season. But yeah, late last week I started to get rumblings that there were certain forces in the UIL that, that were really dead set on playing a full 11 week regular season, 10 games in, in 11 weeks. And that momentum seems to have picked up steam um, over the weekend. Yes, because I went into over the weekend, I went into my little, and I, I've had coaches calling me asking me what I've know, what I know, and stuff like that. I've kind of hinted at what I know and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm hearing and stuff like that. And and they were and and it was I was not getting a ton of pushback from coaches saying, oh no, I'm hearing something totally different. Um, and so that I went home and I slept in my little football bed. Right, I put on my little football pajamas. And little, did I have the trap door in the back? The, the little, I had the little football trap door on the back. And and I was thinking, okay, on Monday, the UIL, because the other thing is we had been hearing, we'd been hearing it was going to be early next week. And what I was really hearing was, to be real honest, I was hearing Monday, but maybe Tuesday. That's kind of what I was hearing. And then suddenly, late last week, it started becoming um, Tuesday, but maybe Monday. You know what I yeah. mean? It kind of shifted. It ended up coming down Tuesday morning. And, and in between all that, on I, I, don't, I don't, and I put this on Twitter, but I don't remember what day. It may have been Thursday or Friday. An unnamed coach sent me an email and basically said, and he basically almost had it to a T. He, he said what he's hearing was basically what we got ended up getting, except he thought 6A and 5A was going to move to the spring. Mm-hmm. And 4A and below, we're going to play a normal schedule. He, that coach, was closer. He had it almost closer than anyone. Because, you say closer than anybody, because this morning, 
it, so so we we we're talking about hey you know what we feel like an announcement's coming I, I I we mentioned it we were kind of on watch all day yesterday that it was it was kind of an open secret that the UIL was going to be announcing something it was not something it was not it, we were not the only source that had that the, those those rumblings um, but then um, literally um, here's 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 what happened. I got a call from my boss this morning at 8.15. I got a call from my boss this Tuesday morning. I got a call from my boss at Tuesday morning. Did you get it early at 8? Because I think you called me at 8.15. Oh, so it must have been like 8. I can check the call yeah. log. It was early. It was way early. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got four more hours to sleep. But by I then. was very – I usually – I'm an early riser. You know, my, my day shift my, – my shift at my day job starts at 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm usually up. I was very surprised to see my phone ringing at 8 a.m. or 8.15 with your name popping up. That's – that typically doesn't happen, except maybe at the, like the state championship. And and I got a I got a call, and it was from my boss. And my and my boss is tight with the UIL. My boss is tight with the UIL. And he's more more connected than we are. He's more connected than we are. He calls and he goes, "Hey, so uh, I just got off the phone with the UIL with somebody at the UIL, and um, here's the plan." And he said it's coming down. And here's here's the thing. He said it's going to come down. The, it's, it might be nine o'clock, but he's thinking more eleven o'clock, is what he had heard. And of course, it comes down at ten, which is just yeah. that's a jerk well, move. Yeah. <laughs> but point is, um, that kind of puts us on on red alert. And but that was what the plan. The, all of that is to say that is a long way around for us to say. Uh, this was off our radar in a huge, huge way. And I think. And look, I don't know the inside workings of the UIL or how it worked out, but that makes me think that something changed over the course over the course of the last week. The, like the sources we were hearing were really good sources, and they have always been very good sources. That makes me think that things changed over the course of over the course of the last week. And I'll say it, I, I my guess. Because here's the thing: you know, people don't really people think of the UIL and they think it's just the schools and that kind of thing. There are a lot of political forces at work that push on the UIL because you have to remember these state representatives are representing local constituencies. Many of these local constituencies are very high school football um, centric, especially in the more rural areas. And I'm my guess, and this is just me spitballing. I have no evidence of this. Is potentially what we saw was some some politicians in Austin who represent maybe rural constituencies, um, pushing back on the U- – because I, I know the UIL probably presented this plan to, to the folks in Austin and the state government. But I think w- what we had was some folks in rural, rural constituencies, um, representatives, who pushed back on the UIL saying, hey, you know, it's not that bad for us. Why are we being punished? Why do we have to wait a month to start our season? Let's go ahead and get started because we don't have that many cases in our county etc etc that's just my hypothetical for why the uil took this incredibly unexpected step that's the thing because i just keep coming back and i'm sure that people are tired of hearing me say this but this is so out of character for the uil this is extremely out of character for the uil that they they are they are for better or for worse we move as one 
Like if you're if you're with us, you're with us. You know what I mean? Like like that is the thing. There is the reason. I I keep bringing up the state the the example of the state championships. There's a reason that they insist on Mart and Hamlin playing at AT and T Stadium. It is not because they make a ton of money on Mart and Hamlin playing at 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 and T Stadium because they don't. They do it because they believe that what is good for one should be good for all. Mm-hmm. And and that's why this is so shocking to me and so, in my view, out of character. Now, I'm not here telling you that it's bad. I don't I have my own feelings on it. I don't I, I, I think I think that the more you think about it, there is some there is some good wisdom behind it. Um, you can make a logical case for it. Certainly. I mean, from the I'm, you know, from, from a logic standpoint, but I am only saying it is out of character for the yeah. UIL to make this decision. Yes, that's, that's the thing. This is for them to run, in essence, two separate football seasons concurrently is just. Comp- it, I was when I, when I heard when I, when you told me that this morning, I was I was I had to kind of take a minute and really absorb yeah. um, that news. It was just so unexpected. I took the on my my drive in my drive from my house to the to the office is about um it's about fifteen to twenty minutes and and it by the but it took me that time while I was in the car to really soak in exactly what this is going to mean because here's here's the thing is that it means that we're gonna have games at least scheduled and look we should also here's the big caveat right now everything is still way up in the air okay. The yeah. vi- the virus is going to determine what happens. All right, but yeah, I mean we're still in the middle of a, of, uh, of a health crisis. You know, a public health crisis um, that's we haven't seen in a long time. At least not in my lifetime. Now you can debate the seriousness of it and all that, but um, in some parts of the state, it's it is very serious. And so we're we're in the middle of that, and, and take, taking away all the political wrangling of it, just the the the, the health cri- health situation in general. It's just it's really just made thing, you know, and maybe we should have expected it, right? Right. With an unprecedented situation in our state, we maybe should have anticipated some unprecedented action. But I, I, I'm with you. I just, I kind of just thought the UIL would, you know, my thought was they were just going to push everybody back, you know, and, yeah. and just kind of go from there. Well, and by, and, and here's the thing is that here's, here's what this functionally means, okay? If you are, and, and look, we, you know, we are always of the opinion that football is better than no football. That is the, that is the longstanding uh, idea of this podcast, is that football yes. is better than no football. Really well, a, really a controversial take we have here. Well, we, are, we have just expanded our season from 17 weeks to 22 weeks. Like 22, 21, something around that, that, that range. Um, that the season is going to, there are going to be games ostensibly kicking off on August 27th through 29th. There are also going to be games in January, in like mid to late January. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, look, from that perspective, if you're a volume shooter, this is, this is, you know, pretty good news. This is, this is something that that you can get on board with. Here is, go ahead. If we we have a full season, a full 22 week season, I'm, I'm, I'm all, all on board with this. You know, you know me. I, I'll, I'm, I'm all about random games. We also, um, and I, want to, I want to talk about kind of the big picture, and then I want to get dial, dial into the nitty gritty. Um, we also need to recognize that because this is a fluid situation, and because things are, somebody's trying to call me. 
Um, decline you. Um, because of the because this is a fluid situation and things are changing, from the big picture perspective, this is a big risk for the UIL. This is in my mind. In my mind. That's why the original plan, move everyone back after Labor Day, truncate the season so that it's 14 weeks instead of 17 weeks. The reason that made a lot of sense to me and felt like it was in line with what the UIL is all about is because they are also pretty, they're a small C conservative organization. They don't take big risks. They don't do bold strokes. They generally play it safe. And if you're talking about the best chance of getting a full season in, shorter is certainly better than longer. Yeah, less less chances for something to go wrong. You know, and 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 that's kind of what we thought. We thought the UIL would take the conservative approach and the, and, and and try to get the season in, but but shorten it and, and do that. And and this is this is this was anything but conservative. No, um, this is as bold a stroke as, as they've done in, in, in quite some time. And and now you've got to you know now now we're looking at 22 weeks of football. We need we need 22 weeks of the of of the public health situation to, to improve and, and hopefully dissipate uh, so we can get this season in because it's it's. It's a risk. It's high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it, if if it comes off, if if this goes off without a hitch, they're they're going to look really smart, um, and because they and they they thought out of the box. Um, but if it goes bad, they're 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 going to set themselves up for for questioning. And they're going to get questioned no matter what. But mm-hmm. I think if this goes bad, I think they're really going to be questioned because they took such a unique um, plan of, of action. It is. It's 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 certainly creative that is the one thing the one thing you can say whether you love it or you can hate it or you hate it you cannot say the uil didn't come up with a creative plan this is a creative plan of action so now i want to get into kind of the granular details of this first first of all i'm interested from your perspective because i know first you we should mention you're calling us we're talking to you on your burner yes yeah my phone uh out this morning uh going out to uh, go to the gym um my phone fell out of my pocket and cracked oh and literally God. fell in my out of case and literally the only place it could have broken it cracked. So, oh my God. yeah. So, so, good. so, but, but you have also, I know you've been in touch via a variety of different means with a lot of coaches today. We're recording this Tuesday. It is four. What is it? Four Oh five, four Oh five PM. What has been the reaction from coaches that you have talked with? Um, I think a lot. I think the six A and five A coaches were were kind of expecting this. I, I think there's more just um, uh, it's almost like a mini realignment day because of the scheduling, especially the five A coaches that are that had four A games scheduled. There, a lot of scrambling to fill the schedule, um, a lot of adrenaline. I think the four A and below schools there's there was a little bit of shock there. But I don't think a lot of them expected to start on the third. And I think for the most part, I think just looking at my Twitter timeline, most of the, the 4A coaches are, are very happy with this. I think most of them wanted to start them with her because, you know, in general, um, there's more 4A, 4A and below programs that are located in rural areas than there are in metro areas. But I think some of the, 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 the small number of, of 4A schools, especially that are in metro areas, which I think we estimated at about 25 to 30%. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of shock because 
I think a lot of them now are wondering if they're going to have a season because, and I know I'm maybe getting ahead of myself, but those local health quarters that are in a lot of the metro areas, an August third start is not good for them. No. No, it's it 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 is now, and and look, I want to be clear that no matter what the UIL decided, there was somebody whose ox was going to get gored. There was yes. there was not a plan that they could put out that was going to be able to accommodate for all one thousand two hundred and thirty seven UIL member schools. There just there wasn't, and 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 so. Somebody's gore was going. To, someone's actually going to get gored. I was going to say all one thousand over twelve hundred schools spread out over two hundred and fifty four counties, and not evenly distributed population wise by any means. I mean, right. there was. It's doing this is such a, a difficult challenge for the UIL because because of the scope and size of our state. I agree. So there is that, but there are. If you are talking about. If you're asking like winners and losers, and which is not a fair question to ask right now, but if you're talking about whose ox it was that got gored, it is 4A and 3A programs who are in metro areas because Absolutely. because they are scrambling right now. They are seriously questioning if they're going to have a season at this point um, because you know you think 4A. People don't realize, you know, 4A, you have a Metro El Paso district in El Paso County. Mm-hmm. You have a Fort Worth ISD. Uh, basically, uh, Fort Worth ISD has their own district. Mm-hmm. Dallas ISD has their own district. Houston ISD has their own district. You have a district in the Corpus Christi, basically a Corpus Christi metro area district with 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 one with two schools in the city limits of Corpus Christi, and you have a Rio Grande Valley. Four in four eight, and that's four A Division one. That's six of the sixteen districts yeah. potentially that could just not play football this year. Right. You are talking about. I mean, and 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 like again, that's almost forty percent of an entire division. You know yeah. what I mean? That are now put behind the eight ball because here's the thing. Like for all we want to talk about how August 27th is the key date. The key date is what is it? November 5th. What's district certification? Uh, Something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, the it's that follow it's that Saturday. I think it's like the ninth or tenth. It's it's week eleven. Okay, yeah. week eleven is is that is the last uh, is is the the key date because whatever you don't play non district games, that's fine. The bottom line is that if you do not have enough time, that buzzer is going to go off. Yeah, and if you do not have enough games to be certified as a district, as as a team to to make the playoffs, what we mean by that is that ba- district certification is a fancy way of saying UIL is wondering who you're sending to the playoffs. That's that's the the the, the layman's way of putting it. That buzzer is going off, and basically they're going to be able to pick up if they're lucky. If they're lucky, they're going to be able to pick up in the middle of the season, and play as quickly as they can and hope to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like Houston ISD, they have their own district. Dallas ISD has their own district. Th- there's a pretty decent chance that those schools are going to be able to get some semblance of a district schedule in. It, it may be only five or six games, but get enough games. Maybe they have to play every five days for a couple of weeks to get an extra squeeze in it. Because you can, mm-hmm. it, it, with the five day rule, you could conceivably squeeze in, I believe, eight games in six weeks. I think that's right. 
So, because remember in the Golden Triangle, they did that a couple of years ago after when they had lost a couple of weeks due to the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So, with a five day schedule, you could conceivably play eight games in six weeks. So, if you get six weeks, you can get a district schedule in. So, like Houston ISD, Dallas ISD, Fort Worth ISD, they control the DEC and can set the schedule. But their schools, in, especially in the Metroplex, like Lake Worth, Carrollton Ranchview, who are outliers in their own district. And they're like, you know, Lake Worth is the only school in their district in Tarrant County. So they're bound potentially to, they're bound to a much later start potentially than everyone else in their district. I don't think their DEC is going to work with them and modify their schedule to accommodate Lake Worth. And the same for Carrollton Ranchview, who's located in Dallas County. Right. Those two schools, because they're on islands, may end up really getting the short end of the stick and just, and just not playing this year. I mean, I, I hate to be so blunt, yeah. but if they're, they're, they don't have, if they don't have enough, if the DEC is not compassionate to them and, and for lack of a better term, they don't have the votes to, to they're basically going to be there. You know, they may, may get told you're out of luck. Yeah. See you here. You know, see in basketball season. That is to me. And, and, and I want to focus on, on another kind of aspect of this, just like, a, and I think it's, 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 in, it's, um, it's telling about the situation that we're in right now because you mentioned Tarrant County. And Tarrant County, if you missed it, today came down, and the only re- I know this because my wife teaches in Tarrant County. Um, so I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, I, I very much understand this. Uh, Tarrant County came down with, uh, I believe the, the date is September 28th. There's no in person learning until September 28th at the earliest. Correct. That's what came down. If you read into the fine print, they are talking about they 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 get into the uh, if you read the order from Judge Whitley, I think his name is. Um, you read the order, and the um, and they they simply it says something along the lines of all sports activities are out unless you can be outside and social distancing with masks or something. It's phrased in a very, in an interesting way, but basically saying you can do it outside, and you, but you've got to be socially distanced. That's, that's kind of the rule. I, we have now heard from two different coaches in, who are big school coaches in Tarrant County who read that differently. That's four. It's four. Four. <laughs> and, and it's literally two and two. Yeah. There are some coaches, I heard from a coach today, that he goes, and he goes, yeah, the way I'm reading this is that uh, if we have to social distance, you can't hit. And the whole point of the acclimation process, the, the reason is that you don't, the first hit you take isn't that you are taking it from another team. You, you build yourself up. The whole point of that is that you can't hit until, you know, it, it, we can't hit until we are able to, pr- to practice, which will be until September 28th. If you're going through that process, that means we cannot play a game until October 19th. That's, that's what we're hearing from, from, one, from one guy. Another guy... Who and I don't know who's right, but another guy is reading this as saying, "Oh no, we can do it as long as we wear masks. We can do full practices. We can g- get up on on September seventh and we can go and practice." And that is indicative of the situation that a lot of coaches are finding themselves in, which is they are having to do these close readings of these 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 county orders, these city health orders, these these uh, you know these types of things, and try to figure out what they can and can't do. It is at this moment. A complete and total mess out there. It's yeah, it's a it's a mess, and and it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of uh, I think in the next couple of weeks 
so so part of the thing part of the the, the good thing here is there's the school districts and the counties have time to get on the same page for mm-hmm. the most part except for the 4a and below schools mm-hmm. so the 4a and below schools are gonna have to um really get to working with their county authorities and get some clarification if they need to um because it it, it and i've seen some people questioning the uil and why didn't you why didn't they work with the counties well you can't there's 254 counties in the state of texas you, you try to get five people to agree on on a dinner spot yeah now try to work with 254 different county authorities the uil eventually has to make a decision and everybody's got to adjust and adapt so you would hope that now at this point that the UILs put this guidance out to the schools if they really want to play football and try to work with their county authorities to either get some clarity on the rules or get some of the rules uh, loosened up. Because if they don't, then they're probably – they're not going to play for a while. Mm-hmm. It's, it is really it, – there's just so many different moving parts of having to do this. And by the way, they continue to come. Just today, earlier today – uh, McLennan County came down and said, uh, you know, that they are issuing, and I believe theirs was at least through, was it through Labor Day? Uh, yes. Yeah. So every September, uh, September 7th is when they can start in-person activities. In-person activities. And they have a very blunt, uh, they are out in front of it and saying, no, no, no. That that definitely means, by the way, no extracurricular activities. You can't practice. Yeah. You can't do anything. They were a lot more clear about it. Yeah, there's no caveats with them. And so you're thinking, and you're thinking, okay, well, McLennan County. What's what's McLennan County? Is is Temple in McLennan County? I want. That's in Bell, in Bell County. That's in Bell County. Um, okay, so let's take an example of uh, Waco High. Okay, Waco High is now going to is now not going to be able to play until um, in, in, we're not going to be able to start until September seventh. Okay, well, that's not a big deal. That's what the UIL was already going to do. That's that's not a big deal. Yep. What about Waco La Vega? What about Mart? What about all of these other... McLennan County, yes, it has Waco, but McLennan County is almost entirely comprised of small schools. You've got Waco La Vega, you've got Waco Connolly, you've got Mart, you've got uh, China Spring, um, you've got Robinson. Lorena. Lorena, you've got a lot of, of smaller schools in uh, McLennan Bosqueville, I believe, mm-hmm. is in McLennan County. And so, um, and so now let's take Mart as an example. Okay, Mart is a perfect example for for this, this situation. They cannot start practicing. They cannot start practicing until September seventh. If they go through what they are saying, uh, they're allowing a, a truncated acclimation process. It sounds like, at least from from the UIL, them saying, "Hey, you can start on the seventh, and then you can play on the twenty fourth. That is shorter than they normally do." If you are saying that, then the earliest that they could play, it would be on Thursday, September 24th. And that's fine. Okay, Thursday, September 24th. Here's the problem. That is week one, two, three, four, five. That's week five. And they are in, by the way, if you're interested, a six-team district, which means they have five games they've got to fit in over their remaining seven weeks of the season. So, suddenly... You're, and, and you know Mark, you know Kevin Hoffman. You know how he likes to schedule. He likes to make sure he has a couple of really tough tests on there. Heck, they went two and three in non-district last year, right? Something like that? They scheduled a tough non-district schedule. So, so suddenly, that goes out the window. You basically get one 
non maybe you get new two non-district games you say we're not taking a bye okay fine if that's the way you want to do it you get two non-district games and then your playoff lives are on the line that's what coaches are dealing with. So when we when we talk about this big decision from the UIL, there are so many little ripple effects that are suddenly going to come into sharp view for a number of a uh, number of Texas high school football programs. It is it's it's, it's a mess. It's, yeah, and it's it's just it, you could we could go into every little metro every metro area and, and point out you know, schools that are that are negatively impacted, especially at the smaller school level, mm-hmm. who have much quicker turnaround times here with practice starting on on August third. There's there's just so many unique um, layers to the, to this story. It's going to be, I mean, just from a collective like just from a simple thing of like this isn't very all that important on the grand scheme of things, but for us collecting schedules, yeah, I don't know who the hell's playing when and where, and I, I have no idea where I'm going to be at any point in the season at this point because the schedules that we had. Basically, just you know, ball up, dome the track. Well, and 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 one of the things that I, that I met that I I put this out on Twitter because I crunched the numbers because I was I was interested and I think that there was I had some guy, um, some guy in there who who accused me somebody on Twitter accused me of of a misleading headline because my headline on on textfootball.com says that uh, the UIL just changed the 2020 Texas high school football season. And he goes, well, they only changed it for four, uh, for six A and five A. Like they didn't change it four A through one A. It's a misleading headline. And I'm going, well, like, okay, well, we have a different opinion on the word changed. So I went and I crunched the numbers, and 81 percent of the student body, the student body of the, as far as UIL enrollments are concerned, 81 percent are in six A and five A schools. 81 percent. So if you if you say, let's just say it's 80 percent of Texas high school football athletes are out of are, are now are affected by this it's a huge swath that's been that's been changed and 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 what's really interesting now is that the uil has made this really if they had moved things back just to just a couple of weeks if they just moved everyone back five weeks or by then and even if they played the full schedule we would be you know it'd be interesting but it wouldn't be nearly as i think complex and complicated as as it is now now by doing this by doing the split of this of the of the 6a and 5a uh, over the 4a through 1a it it like you you can certainly make the argument and say okay that this is the most logical plan and that's fine but you cannot say is the simplest plan this is an extremely complicated plan there's a lot of moving parts here and, and each school has multiple moving parts along with it so it's it's a lot to digest. It's, it really is. This is this is going to be something that we're going to have to chew on for a, a, a while, just to kind of get our wrap our minds around it. Furthermore, I want to you know one thing I think is really interesting because I was having a conversation with a coach today, um, and if you take a look, so so now we are well, here's here's a fun fact. Here's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Now thirty five minutes into the podcast. Your Texas High School football fun fact of the week is, hey, we're going to have January football. As as presently scheduled, there will be games that trickle into January. Um, and I believe, you know, we had Craig Way on the show on TFT today, and I asked him, when's the last time we had January games? I know that that Cleburne-Houston Heights first cha- state championship game in January, or in, in, tw- in 1920 was played in uh, in January. I'm not sure. Gen- generally speaking, you are, like high school football wraps up 
usually the the fact that now it wraps up near Christmas is kind of an anomaly across the history of Texas high school football. Generally speaking, it wraps up it, it is historically wrapped up in late November, early or early December. It's been a long time. I mean, we're talking, you know, pre pre World War II mm-hmm. when the last time we've had January football. Yeah. Football. Um, it, I know Dr. Wright mentioned that it, it's mentioned a couple times in interviews that Houston Heights and Cleburne, the very first state championship game was played in January. And, and I think, you know, there's been others in the, in the early days of the UIL, but I mean, it's been, if Craig Way can't remember it, <laughs> can't, you have to get the historians on there to really go back into the records and try to figure out when the last time um, we've had any high school football sanctioned UIL high school football played in the month of January. And so I want to identify one I think coming inflection point. And that is um, that right now, right now as scheduled, the 4A through 1A state championship games are going to be, uh, they, they've already, I believe they've already rented the building uh, for AT&T Stadium. They're going to be uh, December 16th through 19th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Okay, dust off your hands, that's fine. That week will be the area round of the twenty of, of the six A and five A state championship games, or yeah. I'm sorry, of of, of the six A and five A playoffs, yeah, uh, which is going to be wild in and of itself. But you want to talk it about super weird? Like, like I'm trying to picture us being at AT and T Stadium watching state championship games and having like area round playoff games on our comp- different area round because area round there's still a lot of games going on, right? I, I can picture us in, the, in, in, in our, our, our our bunker at AT&T Stadium watching the, the games in front of us, and you, me, Ashley, Ish, Shahan, and, and whoever else is with us, all with a different game on our computer, watching a different game on the computer as well. It is absolutely wild um, to, to think about. But I want you to think about the week after that. Because one of the things that I have always enjoyed about my line of work, and I think probably, I, I, I imagine you hold a similar regard, is that, man, state championship week is ludicrous for us. We are just absolutely pedal to the metal, going as full bore as we possibly can. And then it all ends, and your big reward is Christmas. You get it. Yeah, you get a couple of weeks off. We, we usually take... The week of Christmas and usually the week after, mm-hmm. up, up to you know, we usually come, you know, kind of get back on the grind that that Monday after New Year's. Yeah, we we yeah we take a couple weeks off because we have been burning the candle at both ends and we've been trying to get everything done. Okay, so now, if you look at the UIL's proposed six A and five A playoff calendar, the next week is supposed to be the regional semifinals. The next week. Of course, because it's 2020 and nothing can possibly give us any sort of break. Christmas is Friday. Yeah. Christmas is Friday. And so, look, and I had somebody in my mentions who was like, oh, no, they'll play. You know, they play on Thanksgiving, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I'm going, buddy, you do not understand that, one, we're not talking about... I'm not talking about a, uh, a, a, a a Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, as much as we love Thanksgiving, is not a religious holiday. No. Okay. So well, well, you know, from from, from a uh, just overall perspective, Chris, I, I know your your team Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is your number one holiday. But yes. From a from a uh, we're gonna do things other than hang out with family perspective. Christmas probably ranks number one. It's it's as, number one with a bullet. 
Yeah, it is absolutely number one with a bullet. Yeah. And so anything other than like a convenience store or a fast food place that's open on Christmas Day. Right. I mean, it's, everything's closed. Or, right. You know, and, and by the way, I'm not talking about playing one game that weekend. The regional semifinals, there are 32 games in 6A and 5A. There are 32 games. There are 64 teams alive in the 6A and 5A playoffs during the regional semifinals. And so, look, they're obviously not going to play on Christmas Day. I think that is right out, okay? That, that's a hard out, yeah. Not, they, not are, they are, I would be very surprised if teams played on Christmas Eve. I think we could see games like noon noon kickoffs on Christmas Eve. I think we could see a few. Do you want Do you want to know what I think is going to happen? What do you think? I think the UIL is going to change it. I think the Very- U- I I think in talking with a coach, I brought that up to him, and he immediately turned me. He goes, "That's not going to fly." I and we when we were like you know going back to earlier in the in the podcast when we were talking about when we kind of got word of what the plan was going to be, we were kind of mapping out the schedule for the rest of the year. And we were just working under the assumption that in any scenario, the UIL was going to take that week off. There mm-hmm. was going to be, they were going to let you practice maybe on Monday and Tuesday of that week, if you were still alive in the playoffs and they were mm-hmm. going to make Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, dead days. And you come back Monday and then you play new year's weekend. We mm-hmm. kind of thought that that was going to be the case. When we were, so when I saw that, I was very surprised that the UIL did not make Christmas a, a dead week. So, and I they, and I understand can, what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to make sure the season doesn't go on forever. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. I, I, Greg Powers made a great point. They're trying to get the season in before the early in early gra- the graduates who graduate mid year go off to college because the last thing I think the UIL wants is for a team to be playing in the state semifinals. And a kid, a star player for a team, up and leaves and goes off to college and leaves his team hanging in the state semifinals. The last thing, or before the state championships, because you talk about devaluing your state championships, if, and I'm not saying this, let's just say hypothetically, North Shore is playing in the state championship game, and Demetrius Davis is an early, and I don't know if he is or not, I I don't know, this is is a hypothetical here. Demetrius Davis up before the state championship game, you know, he, he leads North Shore to a win in the semifinals. They're playing in the state championship. And he's like, I'm not playing next week. I'm going off to Auburn. Mm-hmm. How, how much of a buzzkill and how bad of a look would that be for the UIL? So I think they're trying to get the games in before kids have to make those decisions, which would be the logic for playing on Christmas week. But the only I think uh, maybe you have a couple of games on Christmas Eve early, like at noon, noon, 11 a.m., noon kickoffs Christmas Eve. But I think uh, the every other game is going to be on that Saturday, the 26th. Yes, we may just have a full slate on Saturday, the 26th. I it, that that's possible. I I would I am. I, let's put it this way. I'm not booking hotel rooms for anywhere quite yet. Because I imagine, because I think that right now, this is such a flood of information. And as we mentioned earlier, this is so much of us, everyone digesting and things like that. I think that it's going to become come into sharper focus that the that there are going to be games that are expected to play. And fundamentally, here's the thing, here's the problem with that. What you're doing is you're basically telling Every Texas high school football, 6A and 5A, Texas high school football player and coach, 
don't plan on anything for Christmas. Yeah. Like you're yeah. telling him, don't like if you were planning on going and seeing uh, grandma and grandpa, don't because yeah. you might have a game. And there's 64. I mean, that's a lot of teams still alive. And that's a lot. Like state semifinals where there's just a few teams left. It's and look, well, it's it's July 21st. If I, I'll, I will, I will, you know, my official prediction right now is that the UIL backs off that and they end up bumping it back. But that that's that stunned me when I saw that. I was it was it was really surprising. Um, okay, um, other other things to to talk, tackle. Of course, there's great coverage on TexasFootball.com, um, and 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 uh, our own Ishmael Johnson wrote a really great piece about five um, article or five questions he's got uh, heading mm-hmm. into uh, about this head about their. Power, yeah, I think Powers wrote a recruit a piece kind of on the impacts of recruiting from that yeah. perspective. I have my I have my column up. You have your news story up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, Join us on the forums. Come talk to us on the forums about it. We yeah. are all on the forums. You can ask us questions. If if you don't want to ask us a question on Twitter, you can ask us a question on the forums, and we'll answer it. Yeah, it's um, it's wild, guys. Like if you are if you are feel like you're swimming uh, right now, like yes, we all are. Us too. But we're going to digest it. We're going to get it all kind of figured out. And I think it's also worth mentioning that I just, again, I I anticipate this is not the last we've heard of the UIL. Yeah, this is very fluid. This is not set in stone because we are dealing with a fluid situation with the public health situation. So, um, you know, this is all subject to change and, and could potentially could potentially be modified at any moment. Right. So there you have it. There it is, our emergency episode of Tup and Step. Um, it was uh, it it was a day, man. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm like mentally exhausted. And you're and you're dieting, so you can't. And and you're, when you've had a rough day, I know you are a chicken express kind of guy. I am, and I can't. And you, do you're, it. you're being good right now. I've got a salad waiting for me at home. Will you Will you have a cold one tonight? I might have a cold one. I think okay. I think right. I might have a cold one. All right. That you, you deserve it. You deserve thank it. You, thank you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us, and thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. And, Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next time on Tap and Step.